0: hi there and if you're tuning in right now you are listening to the very first episode of the rewired podcast today we get to sit in on a conversation between Jared Zepeda and Neil Trollope on what it means to be rewired and what the bible says about being rewired so whatever you're doing right now maybe you're making breakfast or enjoying a relaxing afternoon we hope that you are encouraged and inspired by this conversation and hopefully learn something new let's get into it and we hope you enjoy
1: so welcome Neil. Yeah, awesome. Thanks Gerrit. Very <laughs> exciting
2: man. Great to yeah, have a conversation with you. Yeah. Let's let's talk about this. What does it mean to be rewired? Uh, it's, it's a great question and I am reminded that, you know, in the Bible there's this word repentance. Okay. And it's, it's got a bad rap I think. Repentance. <laughs> People think, you know, religion, repentance, it yeah. sounds so painful. Yeah. But the original word. Translated repentance, the Greek word is metanoia, which is actually a very exciting concept. It's, it's a chance to change our mind. Now, meta, okay. change, change. Anoia, mind. Makes sense. And so to become a, a disciple of Jesus, a Christian, requires us to repent. Yeah. And that is not a painful thing. It's a wonderful opportunity to change the way we think, as you said, to rewire our thought patterns. But not just the way we think. It's a chance... And it's a call to change the way we view the world. Come on. Our worldview. Sure. And there are many worldviews out there. Okay. Obviously, as Christians, we adopt the biblical worldview, there we <laughs> which go. we will have time to get into, I'm sure. There we go. Um, but a person's worldview essentially is is how they view what's going on around them, true, their role in the world and how God is working. Okay. Okay. And I read something really interesting once, it makes it makes sense to me that everybody is. Created with a desire to answer three questions. Okay,
1: tell me about that.
2: Yeah, the questions are firstly, who, who am I? True. Uh, secondly, where do I belong? Yeah, and then thirdly, why am I here? Okay, so those are questions of identity belonging yeah. and purpose. That's right. And as a result of rewiring or uh, changing our worldview, yeah, those we are forced to yeah. Answer those three questions, yeah. and to and to change our view of identity, belonging, and purpose. Wow. And that is really the the fundamental change that yeah. we undergo, and we are called to undergo. Wow. In Christ, you know, when we become Christians, it's That's really a fundamental rewiring wow. of our thought patterns. <laughs> That's good. So I love the phrase rewiring. I think it's a wonderful. Yeah, it's a wonderful word to capture what actually happens in Christians' minds. Awesome.
1: Awesome. That's so interesting because I think uh, I grew up going to church. I'm not too old. I'm a young guy, but I grew up going to church all my life. And the concept of repentance was never addressed the way that you're talking Mm -hmm. about it as a change of worldview. It was always this expectation that I have to change the way that I act. And it was always this burdensome thing because it made me feel like, man, I can't have any fun. All my friends are going out to party. All my friends are going out to drink. All my friends are doing this. And if I want to be a Christian, I need to not do all those things. But you're talking about repentance in a way that is way more than just my actions or my behavior. You're talking about repentance in a way that is about the way that I think. That's that's very new. That's very different.
2: Right, you know, indeed. And you know, there's a well-known saying, you know, watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Mm. Watch your actions, they become habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. And it always starts with our thoughts. Wow. Um, that's where change starts. Our, our minds determine who we are. Depending on how we process okay. the world around us and what we see and perceive, okay. we answer those three questions in a certain way. It determines our identity, Where we find our sense of belonging Mm. and where we find our purpose. So it does start with the mind. Wow. It does require a a rewiring of our thought patterns. Sure. Um, I think the big question a lot of people ask is how can we do that? Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know about you, but I find it pretty hard to, you know, control my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And to fundamentally change the way I
1: view the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How does one. Go about that. No, that that's a that's a very good question that I definitely want to get into. But mm. just I want to have, ask you another question sure. before that. Um, why should we be rewired? Like, why why do I have to change the way that I think? What if I like my worldview? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Why why do you think I should give it a chance to think
2: differently? Right. I think the answer is found in the state of the world nowadays. I mean, okay. look at. Look at the state of the world. I think yeah. most of us would recognize and realize that the world isn't in a good place okay. and the world, the state of the world results in how people think, how they view themselves wow. and their role in it wow. and what their purpose is. True. And so being rewired, being renewed in, in the way we think and view the world really gets to the heart of another new concept. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but gets to the heart of being restored in the image of God. Wow! wow. You know, it's really learning to to think and yeah. process and view what's going on in the world the way God does. Wow!
1: That's interesting.
2: That's good. And that's where uh, imitation of Jesus—you know—we we want to become more like Jesus starts. It's really
1: learning to see what's going on in the world through His eyes. Interesting. So you're saying to me that we all have a part to play in how the world is, the state of the world because of our thoughts because I kind of tend or I've heard many people say no the the wrong is out there it's Mm -hmm. not me I I'm not participating in all those bad things I'm not involved in all of that I'm trying to I'm a good Mm -hmm. person I'm trying to live my life helping others and all that kind of thing but what you're saying is that the way we see the world is actually Mm -hmm. contributing to how the state of the world is. I think so. And obviously, individually, we are very limited
2: in the change we can make. Mm. But the beauty of metanoia, okay. repentance rewiring, yeah. And if we really see things the way Jesus does, we understand that we are stronger together. Wow. It's very much a, a community. community. We belong to a family. Sure. It's not just us individually trying to change the world. We're not going to be successful at that. Okay. You know?
1: Thank you. And it's,
2: but when we do it together as close family, the best of friends, brothers and sisters, yeah, and we're all changing, you our know, world our worldview at the same time. We're yeah. all being rewired. Wow. Uh, that's uh, that is the power. Wow. It's the power of the gospel, and it's the power of of God working through His people. Man, man that's, that's how we change the world. That, know, God's plan has always been to create a, a family of all nations, uh, which immediately is in a sense, a different worldview to what people have. People find their identity typically in their tribe, right? Mm. in their country, their culture, their language, their career, their socio-economic class. But the fundamental challenge really and switch that we need to undergo in our minds is to see ourselves differently. That Christians, we see ourselves as being in Christ, we get our identity in Christ. As individuals, certainly, but even more important, as a group of disciples, a family of God, working together to change
1: one another and to change the world. That makes a lot of sense. That goes back to your three questions you were asking earlier, that all of us are looking for answers to those questions, to where do I belong? What's my identity? What's my purpose? And all of the things that you're saying is that we can find those answers in Christ, Mm -hmm. and that fundamentally changes the way we see the world. Because I think it's true. I think as a, young, as a young man, the question of what's my purpose in life? Mm-hmm. Where do I come from? Like, wh- where do I belong? Why am I here? Those things go on in my life constantly. And we all want to know that. And you're saying to me that now we can find all of those answers in Christ and right. how that will change the way we see the world. And then as a community, then you're saying we have the power to change the world by changing the way we think.
2: Right. And <laughs> I'm just reminded of the early church, you know, I mean, look at the massive change wow. in the world in 20, 30 years That's so from true. the day of Pentecost, the first generation of disciples That's so true. took this new way of living, this new way of thinking about the yeah. world, this new way of being human
1: yeah. <laughs> to the
2: entire world in a yeah. generation. That's the power of of metanoia. That's the power of rewiring Wow, uh, and finding our identity together in Christ. And our our belonging in God's family Family. first. And also understanding that we are here to work with God to put
1: right the things that are wrong in the world. To give the world hope. Makes a lot of sense. That makes me excited about Mm -hmm. repentance. Growing up in church, I was never excited about repentance. It always felt the things that I wanted to do, I need to stop doing it. But the way you're talking about it as the power to change the world makes me excited. Makes me want to repent, which means in a sense, as you're saying, makes me want to be rewired.
2: Absolutely, yeah. And I'm just just, um, reminded of Scripture, Romans 12, verse 2. Okay. Um, It reads, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, Mm. but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, by rewiring you. That's right. And then it continues, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Wow. I think at the core of rewiring, repentance, metanoia, changing our worldview is to yeah. understand God's will for us. Okay. And I think that's the initial understanding and then to respond to that and yeah. to align with His yeah. will. And then the, and then the those three questions we're discussing will be answered very differently. Makes we sense. undertake to live as God wants us to live? Yeah. Fundamentally challenges and questions how we find it, where we find our identity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where we, where our sense of belonging is, yeah. and, our, and our sense of purpose, it that fundamentally changes that. Yeah. But I think getting to another point you made uh, about really being in community. What is particularly exciting, and I'm a little bit older than you, as you know, just a, <laughs> a few years older. <laughs> and I'm a, not a hey. lot, <laughs> uh, and I also remember my early, uh, you know, experience of church. And this was my fault as much as it was the teaching in the church. Is that I thought it was very much about me. In hmm. my personal relationship with wow. God and I'm grateful for what I learned about Jesus at a very yeah. basic level. Yeah. Um, but my, my ability to change my way of thinking, yeah. my ability to repent, hmm. to, to get rewired was very limited because yeah. I didn't have people around me helping me. Wow. And I think yeah. that is so key to this whole concept of repentance. Okay. It certainly it starts with us individually okay and we need to we need to be willing to fundamentally change the way we think about the world yeah but then once we're placed in God's family it's to help one another
1: kind of sense. help help one another be be rewired okay <laughs> so we need each other to be yeah. rewired not only just me and God but God's family helps me be rewired Is that what you're saying yes and that of course challenges.
2: Completely, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm going to say. That yeah. challenges a dominant worldview nowadays, which is individualism.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know,
2: it's all about me, yeah. my abilities, my goals, my dreams, yeah. my yeah, my skills, my education. Yeah. And so you know, biblical uh, metanoia, repentance, rewiring fundamentally challenges that. And that was a big, big challenge for me because I. I take pride in my abilities. Mm. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I I thought I was awesome. Yeah. And I could do a lot of things on my own. I was, you know, successful in in various areas, but I quickly realized that it limited my my ability to change and transform. Yeah. As this passage says, I couldn't get out of the behaviors and customs of the world. I I was blocking God's transformation of me. Wow. Uh, I quickly hit a ceiling. Makes sense. Of change and without God's family and you know the, the input that I got, some of it often wasn't comfortable, mm, yeah. <laughs> but I needed people to see where I was yeah. and to challenge firstly my way of thinking, Yeah. and because out of my way of thinking, uh, you know, my, my lifestyle came. Wow. My way of thinking determines my lifestyle.
1: It's like the quote you were saying earlier, saw a thought, you reap a habit, and Correct. all of those kinds of stuff. Yeah. And it's so true what you're saying, that our society constantly is driving us to look out for number one, mm-hmm. to not care about anybody else as long as it benefits you. If you need to step on some people's toes or backs <laughs> in order to get what you need to get, the society encourages to do that. And you're right, that completely goes against the culture. If, if you're right. saying that what well, this mm. is what God calls us to, and I completely agree, mm. to think of community, to think mm-hmm. of others, to find yourselves and belonging in God's family and not in your success financially or your success in your mm. career or even in your fame or popularity, to mm. find your belonging and identity in Christ and his family, mm. That that is totally different from anything the world's trying to tell us. Right, yeah, exactly.
2: You know, we sort of covered the first two questions which lead on to the third because we find our mission mm. and purpose through
1: our changed identity yeah and our new place of belonging that's so true can, yeah. can i ask you a question mm. about that because that what you said makes me really excited you know what all my life i was told find your purpose mm. and you will find your identity yeah. you know if you're good at sport you yeah. become an athlete right. if you're good at math become a scientist you know Mm -hmm. if you're good at all these kinds of things like what your skills what your like really great gifts Mm. what's your like purpose then you find your identity sure but i found that in the bible it's completely the opposite it's the opposite yeah Yeah, like christ is inviting us to first find our identity Mm -hmm. and then he will show us our purpose because what I realize is that if I try to put my identity based on my skills, like if I find my purpose and then I find my identity, mm. what happens if I lose that skill? Sure. What happens if somebody get is better than me? What mm. happens if I break a leg and I can no longer play the sport that my identity was based on? Does that mean that my whole identity falls apart? Mm. And that's why what you're saying really gets me excited because putting my identity in Christ and therefore from there getting my purpose means that nobody can take neither my purpose right. nor my identity from yeah me. that's that's a great that's a great insight um, <laughs> make, makes complete sense <laughs> to
2: me and yeah you know God's way is different to the world um, the yeah. way he does things is needs to be yeah. fundamentally different you know, yeah. we're not to conform to the patterns of thinking in the world that's right so I love I love that example as well and and the way you've put it and it makes so much sense because once our identity is in Christ, and if we really understand what it means to be in Christ, clothed yeah. in Christ, in yeah. his family, wow. then the purpose follows from that. Wow! You know, why did Jesus come? Why did God create his family? Mm. And that
1: then answers the question, what is our purpose? That's so true. So how would you summarize our purpose? Oh man, that's a good question. Like there's so many things that you've been Mm. saying throughout our conversation that I'm really excited to get into as the week follows. You mentioned the concept of being restored into the image of Christ. And then you mentioned the concept of God gathering a family of all nations. Mm. And now you're talking to me about how we find our purpose in that family in Christ. So I'm I'm really excited for the weeks to follow how we're going to this on yeah, discover and really dig into this concept. But if you ask me how would I summarize it? Man, I think my my purpose now that I'm in Christ mm. is to to live up to the image of Christ mm. in his family and then to continuously share that mm. with the people around me. Right. I found I I believe this as you were saying Um, that everybody asks for three questions in life. Mm. I believe everybody seeks for three things in life. I don't know what you think. Maybe (laughs) you'll give me some insight into this. I think every single person in the world is looking for significance, meaning, Mm. purpose, is looking for security. Mm. They want to feel safe around people. They want to feel safe Which in their Which is community. a belonging
2: sort of thing. <laughs> there you go. It's a belonging. Thing. There yeah. you go.
1: And I mean security even in relationships. I think right. people sometimes are so hurt by relationships mm. in the past that they put walls in their hearts and their lives so that people won't hurt them. That's
2: so true. Yeah.
1: And I think everybody looks for satisfaction. Mm. That everybody wants some pleasure or happiness mm. and stuff like that. And like you were saying earlier, we're trying to find all of that everywhere else. Mm-hmm. So if, if I put all of my significant security and satisfaction in Christ, I believe I really will be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And because I have found that in Christ, I believe now my purpose is to extend that to everybody around me. Mm-hmm. I know the power that it has to be in Christ, to be mm-hmm. in his family. So I would say that I found my purpose from my identity in Christ mm-hmm. to now share with everybody around me, You're looking for significance, you're looking for security, Mm. you're looking for satisfaction. Let me introduce you to this person and his family and how him, his family, his word, his spirit, all of this has rewired me, my Mm. worldview and changed me forever. God has really changed my life by changing the way that I think.
2: That's that's a great way of putting it. I love the three. I agree with you, you know, the, the things that people desire the most. Yeah. And I just want to get back to this Romans 12 passage once because as you were speaking, it reminded me of really learning to know God's will. Okay. Uh, um, Romans 12, 2, second part says, Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I mean, come on, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so many people think God's will it's burdensome and it's yeah. boring and and yeah. you know, I've got to suffer. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's good, it's pleasing, it's perfect. Wow. And and so our purpose is aligned with God's will, wow. and we've been speaking, and as you shared, it's really to share with the world what, what we have in Christ. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, is biblical. God, you know, we told in the Bible that God wants all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of Him. That's right. But it doesn't stop there, does it? Mm-hmm. No, what I we read here, it, so. it's about continual transformation. That's right. So once we are in Christ and Christians, wow. God doesn't say, man, my project's done, done. You, you're good to go. That's no, so true. you know, the rewiring continues and yeah. to become restored in the image. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to talk about being restored in, in the image soon. Yeah, definitely. We always just come back to that. Yeah? Definitely. It's, it's so much at the center of being rewired. Yep. It starts with our minds yep. and recognizing that living according to God's will is not just to be saved, but it's to become transformed, to become like Jesus. Yeah, I like that so much.
1: And I love the passage in um, 2 Corinthians. Let me just get there. No, no, no problem. While you get there, I just want to say how much I appreciate what you're saying. Because for so long, I think I've heard that, man, it's all about, you know, like believing in Jesus and, and getting saved and all these kinds of things. But what you're saying is it, the project doesn't end there. God right. wants to restore us into mm. his image. And he does that by rewiring us, by changing our worldviews. And it mm-hmm. all starts there. So I appreciate that that you're saying that, that it's not just... Getting this step and then you're good to go. Right. There's still so much work now that you're in Christ. So mm-hmm. much more that God still wants to do in your life. Right. I appreciate that a yeah. lot.
2: And getting to the core of this whole rewiring concept is, as we've been discussing, just changing the way we think. Mm-hmm. And one of the most encouraging passages in the Bible for me is First Corinthians 2 verse 16, which where Paul writing to the, you know, the Corinthian church, mm-hmm. uh, really in the context of comparing people led by the flesh, by people led... By the Spirit yeah. and how difficult this is, he yeah. then tells us. He says, "But you have the mind of Christ." Mm. And uh, I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't always think I have the mind of Jesus. <laughs> 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 you know, some of the thoughts I have is like, "Whoa, I'm not yeah. sure this is the mind of Christ." Yeah. But in Christ, we must believe that we have access to the mind of Christ. You know, yeah. we have we have the Spirit of God in us, uh, and with the Spirit of God, we have we have
1: the mind of Christ. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Can you explain to us a little bit more about what do you mean by having the mind of Christ?
2: Right. That's a good, good question. Hmm. Um, I've, I've studied this out a little bit. The Greek for mind is is nous. It refers to the the faculties of understanding and perceiving. Okay. And of feeling and judgment and discernment. So, having the mind of Christ to me is having the ability to make wise decisions, <laughs> to be discerning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to select what we think about yeah you know we are told to take captive our thoughts and wow. make them obedient to Christ yeah and i don't think paul would write these things if we weren't able to you know yeah. you know we are able to take our thoughts captive and think the way jesus did and it's not so much the specific thoughts i think but more the way we process what is going on around us mm-hmm. how we discern situations okay how we make decisions okay and I, at my age, I still need wisdom to make better decisions. Come on. <laughs> I think Come we on. all do. And that's the, you know, the hope that we have is that God's work in us continues. We wow. are a work in progress. Wow. We continue to be rewired. Come on. It's a one-soft, but there's also a continuing Genius. process. Wow. And so, yeah, just to answer your question briefly, having the mind of Christ to me is, you know, I understand that as we have the ability to perceive the world as Jesus did, um, to process What's going on the way Jesus did? Mm. And then to make decisions. Very the important. To make decisions the way Jesus did. How did Jesus prioritize? What did he consider? Mm. How did he see and interpret the will of God in specific situations? Come on. Come on. You know, and we have that wow. ability
1: in Christ. Wow. So if I hear you correctly, as you were speaking, you talked about discerning, mm-hmm. seeing, and perceiving the world as Jesus did. Mm-hmm. That sounds to me like you're saying we can have... The worldview. Absolutely. Jesus. Had. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: that's exactly the worldview. Wow. Yeah. And our our worldview shapes everything. Absolutely. Our decision making comes from our worldview. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. How we perceive the world comes yeah. from our worldview. Our worldview is like filters. Mm. You know, depending on our worldview, we subconsciously yeah. uh, reject certain things yeah. that we see and perceive around yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. And we don't do it purposefully. Purposefully, it is just the way we are wired initially. Yeah. Right? We just lock certain stimuli, certain sights, thoughts, etc. Yeah. And views of the world based on our upbringing and our existing worldview. Wow. And that's the hope that we're talking about. That repentance is hope. Yeah. (laughs) That we don't have to think of the world the way we have. We don't have to think of our role in the world as we always have. We can change our perceptions of how God is working in the world. Come on. That requires a fundamental rewiring. Change of our worldview makes sense, and it's not possible to do that ourselves. Mm. That is part of the the beauty, the
1: the blessing of salvation. Okay. okay, is that God helps us to repent? Okay, let's speak a little bit more like that. What, what do you mean? How does God help us rewire and repent, which is yeah. the same thing? <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs>
2: That's that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my experience, and I think I referred to it earlier on, is that the continued rewiring definitely requires input from other Christians. Okay, I still am blindsided at times. Okay, but initially it required me firstly to accept that my worldview was faulty, mm. that I was not viewing the world through a biblical worldview, and obviously I learned that through learning. The Bible, just through reading the okay. Bible, okay. learning about Jesus, there you go. how He prioritized, mm. you know how He responded to the world, okay. how He answered the questions, who am I, where do I belong, what's my purpose? Mm. And he knew very clearly who He was, wow. where He belonged, and what His purpose was. Man, that is so true. And as I read this, I saw how my view of myself you know, my identity where I found my sense of belonging and how I tried to make a difference in the world just yeah. didn't line up yeah. with the worldview of Jesus. And wow. with prayer and the Holy Spirit working directly in me and knowing the word of God, um, mm-hmm. I was able to change that. Or should I say God was able to change wow. that. Wow, That's part of the amazing uh, grace and yeah. mercy that God shows us. He, no, that makes he sense. is able to rewire us. We huh. can't rewire ourselves, wow. but we must be willing to let God work. Yeah, yeah. on us. And it's uncomfortable. For sure. For it's sure. like waking up, you know, one morning. It doesn't happen overnight. We know that. But well let's take the illustration. Yeah. It's like waking up one morning looking out the window and you see a completely yeah. different yeah. view. Yeah. And it's not always it's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. But we need to allow God to
1: give us a different view of the world and how we fit in it. Makes sense. So kind of like to summarize what you're saying. If we want to have the mind of Christ, the worldview of Christ, we would probably answer the questions the same way He did, mm. which that blew my mind, by the way, with the way when you yeah. said Jesus knew where did he belong, why was he here, what was his purpose, and what was his yeah. identity. Could you summarize how he answered those? No, for sure. Like, man, he was he was in the image of God, he was yes. an image bearer. Yeah. And then obviously he knew like where he belonged. He belonged to God's people, God's mm-hmm. family. He belonged in like in the people of God yeah. and then his purpose from his identity was absolutely the same thing to bear the image and to help others be restored into the image right. of Christ but what blew my mind as you were saying that was that if i answer those three questions the same mm-hmm.
2: i have his worldview yeah <laughs> you've been revived correct
1: that 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 blew my mind but okay so i i need to start Figuring out, Mm -hmm. how do I answer those questions? Does that align with how Jesus would answer those questions? Mm -hmm. And then allowing God to rewire me so that I answer those questions the same. You're saying that it involves prayer, Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. the word of God, and his community, God's Uh, people.
2: Yeah, I would also just add to that a willingness to lay down our view. That's Oof. in other words, to surrender.
1: That's Oof. the tough thing. That's right? the tough one. <laughs> and up till now we were doing yeah. like very, very well, very exciting. Yeah. But that that's tough. It's
2: it's to surrender and to empty ourselves Oof. of our view of the world. Not easy to do. Not at all. But it, it is that posture, that a willingness to be completely humble. Wow. To empty ourselves. That's wow. how Jesus described, you know. Philippians 2. two That's yeah, right. have the attitude of Jesus. He became nothing. He was God, but he became nothing. Wow. And we've got to have that attitude. We've got to empty ourselves. Wow. Uh, deny ourselves. We need to take up our cross the way Jesus did. Yeah. I think it is on the cross that we empty. And we're willing then to let God refill us. Wow. wow. <laughs> I, you know, sense. the illustration I think of often is if you've got a, if you've got a, a, a beaker of milk, and you want to replace it with water, you've got to throw all the milk out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to get a horrible mix of milk and water. True. And I think it's that willingness and God then works. All He wants us to do is to empty ourselves. Yeah. And then He will, in His way that we don't always understand. Yeah. But He does rewire. Yeah. And over time, we do
1: develop the mind of Christ. Wow. The worldview of Christ, the Mm -hmm. mind of Christ. I think the hardest part for of what you're saying is that I think for the longest time for me and maybe for other people who might be listening, it felt like Christ could help rewire my mind to some degree, mm. but there's certain things that, no, I didn't want to surrender. There's certain views that I still wanted to mm-hmm. hold, maybe views about how I saw myself or views about how I saw other relationships, mm-hmm. maybe being hurt in the past and Christ is telling me forgiveness is the way to go and I'm yeah. saying, no, uh, right. I don't know if I want to forgive that specific yeah. moment. or So that that part sure. is really hard to just empty yourself as sure. your illustration said. But I get why you're saying it and it makes total sense based on what we read in Scripture mm. that if we truly trust God's will, mm. like we, we read, good, pleasing and perfect, mm. then we would willingly Empty ourselves right. and let his will yeah. and his worldview rewire ours. Right. Well, cool. I'm, I'm excited for this. Thank you, Neil. I think over the next few weeks, as we go about mm. talking about different concepts that we need to be rewired from so that mm. we can adopt and have the worldview of Christ. I'm really excited to see how our lives are changed. Mm-hmm. and Hopefully how people's lives are changed because of the way that their thinking is changing. So thank you. I don't know if there's anything else that you would like to add. No, Jared, Thanks. Thanks so much. I think it's a wonderful topic. I love talking
2: to you. You uh, you are a great example of someone who is being rewired. And <laughs> I was just thinking, as you were saying, final point, is that it is that already but not yet. True. State, you know. And I don't want people to be discouraged and they think that, man, I just mess up all the time. I'm just mm-hmm. not able to see the world the way Jesus does. Yeah. We're not going to do it perfectly. Yeah. It's a continual process. and I think I really want to stress that is that God's will for us is that we continue to be transformed into the likeness of his son. We're transformed in the image. So it's an ongoing process and we help each other. That's so, so important. We help each other. We're not in this as lone rangers. We've got people around us to help us. And without the help of brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, we wouldn't to.
0: Thank you for joining us for our first conversation on what it means to be rewired. If you enjoy this kind of thing, we'll be releasing more episodes like this in future, chatting about concepts that God rewires us from. Also, if you're interested in taking this conversation further and you're in Port Elizabeth, South Africa, at the Nelson Mandela University, we have a young adults group called Rewired that meets on campus every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at one o'clock p.m to have conversations like this about how God changes your life by changing the way that you think. We hope you enjoyed this and we'll catch you in the next one.